the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The words of the introit at the beginning of this Mass, they tell us why God has gathered us here to celebrate before Him this blessed feast of all saints. Hear the words. Rejoice we all and praise the Lord celebrating a holy day in honor of all the saints, in whose solemnity the angels rejoice and glorify the Son of God. Let's understand what's the, what this is communicating to us. We're praising the Lord for all that He has done in and for the lives of all of His saints, in whose solemnity the angels rejoice and glorify God. What does that mean? In whose solemnity? Solemnity has to do with the dignity of personhood. What the angels are rejoicing in is those who had fallen so far by the love and healing work of Christ. Christ has granted them their dignity once again. They've become truly who they were created to be, which is in His image and in His likeness. Their dignity has been restored. And listen to this. The angels are in wonder at what God has done for all the saints that are before Him. Healing them, completing them, redeeming them. And I say it again, restoring their dignity that they lost in the fall in completeness to them. In other words, we're rejoicing together tonight precisely when Christ our God became incarnate to bestow upon us and to do for us and within us. He came to take all of our broken pieces and put them back together perfectly again. He came to take the depths of our fallenness and take us out of that lowly estate, elevating us in a great ascension to who we were truly created to be. My friends, that is salvation. That's what the angels are in wonder about. The angels are in wonder at this work of salvation on our behalf. We gather together in this feast to rejoice with the angelic host and with the innumerable souls who are forever proclaiming glory to God with those angels for His work of salvation in all of our lives. That's why we've gathered here. And to aid us in the great praise of God for this mighty work of salvation, we're given the picture today in our epistle reading from the revelation given to the Apostle John in chapter 7 of the view, the image, the reality of that salvation, the picture of eternity, that which lies before us all, that which is our most great and certain hope. As I read to you these words once again from Revelation chapter 7, let our Lord show you this. See it. Let it be revealed to you. Ponder it even as you hear it. After these things I looked. And behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders, and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory, and wisdom, 
thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And they are before the throne of God. All these, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the absolute reality of the hope of every one of us in Christ who are having our dignity healed and restored by the loving hand of a Savior who comes to heal. We see in this image perfect, perfect fellowship with one another in perfect love. We see perfect union with our God. No fallenness of flesh and soul getting in the way of that perfect experience of fellowship with our Creator. Everything we need coming from the hand of Christ, our Good Shepherd, perfectly dwelling with us and we with Him. And our eyes beholding finally the perfect vision of our Lord Jesus Christ. Seeing Him in totality. Seeing the wounds in his hands, the piercing of his side, seeing the lamb that was slain to give us dignity again, beholding this Savior before our very eyes. And then we hear one of the most precious statements that I long to hear every time we come to this Mass. My soul longs for this. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. All of the pain, all of the pain that comes from our fallenness and our brokenness within us. All of our sufferings that we endure in a fallen world and perhaps are suffering now. God wipes away the tears and he takes away the pain. How? Because he removes every possible cause of suffering. It is cast away from us for all eternity. That is amazing. My heart wants to fathom it. I tell you right now, before all of you, I can't. But my soul yearns for that. And this is what he offers us. Is it any wonder that all the angelic hosts are in awe of what Christ our God has done for all of us, all of the saints? Is it any wonder that great eternal praise is constantly being raised up by the angelic hosts and the innumerable saints who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb at their baptism, wearing their white garments that they were given in that moment? And it's in this Mass that we're reminded of the path for our ascension and healing to take place, to enjoy that great eternal peace and joy, Christ's eternal consolation. A path that was forged by Christ our God Himself and demonstrated by Him. And a path that He has graced every one of us, given us divine power to follow so that we may obtain what we have just seen before us for an eternity. We look to our college prayer in this Mass to see the path. We pray, Almighty God, who has knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of thy Son, Christ our Lord. 
grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee. What's before us? The path is the path of the nature of Christ, which we are given the Holy Spirit and, divine, and His divine power, grace, to be partakers in, to grow in His nature like all of those saints did. Why follow the saints in all their virtuous and godly living? Not to earn salvation, but for us, but touched by grace, to become as we walk in those virtues. When you love one another, you become love. When you show mercy to one another, you become His mercy. When we live towards one another and in this life to all those around us, from His nature, by grace, we become it. We're already being dignified on this side of the veil by the grace and healing work of Christ. And this is why we're given in this Mass. The Gospel reading according to St. Matthew in chapter 5. Jesus reveals the path, these virtues, as He teaches us about Himself when He declares the Beatitudes. What are they? They are the path. What is this path of becoming? Listen to His words. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the humble. The ones who live lowly before everyone else around. The ones who make themselves the least in order to wash the feet of all. The one who make their life a living ministry of salvation. To do nothing, setting their life to do as the incarnate Christ did. To live to save. To live to bless. To live to bring joy and peace. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are those who mourn. What mourning are we talking about? We all mourn. The mourning is this. Blessed are those who mourn with the mourning of God over the illness within their soul. We don't do that. We listen to Satan as to how we should see our fallenness. So oftentimes we walk in shame and beat ourselves. Love is not self-flagellation. Holy mourning over what's in our soul unyet healed that Christ wants to heal. Holy mourning is the mourning of God over our condition. When we mourn the way He mourns with our fallenness and what it has created so disastrously in our life. Blessed are those who mourn like that. Because those who mourn like that thrust themselves to the healer and experience His mercy and healing. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Those who go out of their way to do no harm to another. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that word hunger is very important for us to understand. Because that word hunger, it's like a man who has not eaten for a week. And is starving. And will do almost anything to obtain food to satisfy the hunger. Blessed are those who hunger like that. For righteousness because they will be filled with his righteousness. Blessed are those who show great mercy to others as God has shown them mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart who when given their white garments struggle with the grace of God all their days to keep it pure and holy and white. To present it back to Christ as a praise for what he's done. Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Those filled not with worldly peace. 
Not with peace that is the absence of conflict. Blessed are those who have obtained Christ's peace. And they walk in that peace and they share that peace and they do everything within them to keep and protect that peace, the peace of Christ amongst others. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, those who living before God, rightly before God, and loving Him before all is more important than their very lives. Blessed are those who are persecuted for that. And everything I just gave you, everything that our Lord just gave us, when he taught the Beatitudes, he's teaching us himself and his nature. And all those who allow Christ to heal the illness of their soul, they are growing in what you just heard all of their days on this earth. And all those who let Christ heal them and restore their God-created dignity, they will have in this life foretaste of what is promised beyond the veil. They will experience it. They will taste it. And they will want more and more and more until the totality is granted to them beyond the veil. And after this life is done, they'll receive it all. All that you heard in Revelation 7. Because these are, and they are the saints of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.